In this episode of So Here's What Happened, Carolyn Talks, I speak with Shelby Page, who was recently nominated for her work as a costume illustrator on Wu Assassins in the Excellence in Crafts Costume Illustration section of the recently held Kafka Awards. Shelby has worked on shows such as Altered Carbon and the upcoming... Snowpiercer, and we spoke about her experience as a costume designer, illustrator, and as a breakdown art and as a breakdown artist. Shelby, thank you so much for speaking to me. Um, you were nominated in the costume illustrations sec- segment for CAFCAD. And so first thing first, congratulations on being nominated because that's actually <laughs> that's a pretty huge deal because in, in the costume design world, like as, as CAFCAD is like, it's for nominating people who aren't normally recognized in costume design because you know for most costume awards, it's usually just the costume designer that gets nominated. But for CAFCAD, it's like for the illustrators, the builders, the breakdown artists, and, and that's pretty in, in, that's pretty important. And so for you, what, what was it like getting nominated for the second CAFCAD award? Because this is the second year that, the, that they've been having their award ceremony. Oh, it's just incredibly exciting. Um, I feel like I'm still, I'm one of those people who hasn't picked one thing to do. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'm an illustrator, sometimes I'm a breakdown artist, um, sometimes I'm, I design a little bit for theater. So I feel like sometimes I spread myself a little bit thin. So to be recognized with my name at the top for one of those uh, one of those areas of interest was really, really exciting. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the show you got nominated for was Wu Assassins. Yeah. So that was actually a pretty big hit because it's a Netflix show, but it's a Netflix period slash contemporary show because some of it takes place in in um, in historical China, mm-hmm. and then a lot of it is contemporary, takes place in North America. And for you as an illustrator, did you have to de- design outfits for both the the historic side and the contemporary side? Uh, so the designer of the show is Farnaz Kaki Sidi, and she had to manage all of that, yeah. and she actually. She's such a strong researcher and communicator. I'm like an extension of her hand. Mm-hmm. She says, I want this belt here and it's this wide and I want this texture here and I need this color. No, that needs to be more this, more that. She's really specific about what she wants. She handed me a gigantic stack of research of ancient Chinese mm-hmm. Art, um, modern fashion pieces, modern Chinese uh, film costumes. She handed me so much research that she had already done and just turned me loose on drawing these guys so that her team could make them and knew exactly uh, what they were building. Um, But she did all of that research. She handled all of the contemporary stuff. There were some pieces that I think were used in the contemporary scene, the Uncle Six character Mm -hmm. that I did illustrate. But other than that, the rest of... All that I illustrated were those period Wu characters. Right. And Uncle says, I think that was Byron Mann's character. That's the one where he wears like he wears a lot of suits. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the red suits. suit. I love him. Yeah. And um, and for and because a lot of it because as you said the costumes that you mainly focused on were from um, ancient China and they had very specific elements. I wanted to ask you, do you know if there were any characters from not only ancient China itself but in ancient um, in Ch- uh, Chinese cinema that inspired the costumes? Because one of the costumes that rem- that reminded me of a character called Silver Fox from old Hong Kong um, Chinese action films and I saw this uh, and it was born by Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the character scene, but it's the all white one, and she wears, and she's that's when she goes back in time, and she's like the the mentor 
And so for you, did you have any of those kind of inspirations or did um, Fernaz have those kind of inspirations? I, I think it's Ying Ying you're talking about, Ying the character Ying, yes. in white. Yeah, she definitely gave me a lot of, I don't know if there were um, old Hong Kong or uh, old like Kung Fu movie mm-hmm. inspiration, but she did give me probably for that character more than any other like modern Chinese cinema mm-hmm. costume rather than looking at artifacts. Mm-hmm. Okay, and for you and for, as an illustrator, what is the fir- what's the first thing that you that you gravitate towards with designing? Like maybe first instance, do you gra- gravitate towards like designing the silhouette or is it like a, pr- a particular pattern on the on the costumes that you start with? Like for you, for your own personal process, what's the first thing that you usually start with? Uh, I start with a naked body <laughs> and then I put clothes yeah. on it. Um, so it's nice to have casting. We didn't have casting with Wu Assassins mm. when I started it. So we were kind of going with general bodies. And then I feel like as myself, I'm more interested in color and texture, but obviously you can't start there when you're building from the ground up. So it is silhouette first. Then either we'll get in a base color and start adding details or we'll get all those details in there Mm -hmm. and then color it. Mm -hmm. Just depends on how much of a finished idea the designer has in their mind when we're starting. If they need to see kind of a base first and then pick and choose and move details around, the joy of digital is that we can do that and we can always change colors and experiment that way. Mm. But it always starts with the shape. Mm. And you you mentioned digital because like technology has allowed fashion design and costume design to progress like in a lot in the last I would say 20 years because I know for for films like um, Shazam they use 3D printing and even for like um, Black Panther like um, Ruthie Carter they use 3D printing for like the the Dormelage's um, costumes and like for you like like I know for costume design you don't have to work necessarily with like 3D printing and that kind of stuff and like with textiles but for you like what technology what technology do you use for your illustrations because like you know you start with you may have like paper you do like your drawing and stuff but like what do you what programs are like what technology do you use um i learned in photoshop i now use a knockoff called clip studio paint <laughs> because it's cheaper um and it's perfectly functional for what i do um and i think the biggest gift is the edit gift is the editability mm. that's um what i think the technology provides overdoing something traditional like watercolor where maybe you can get a kind of depth and texture that you can't with digital or that's harder with digital but you just get the editability with digital so people can change their minds they can move things around they can try it in a different color I can show them the jacket in three different lengths all of those sorts of things I just my wrist would fall off if I were doing it in watercolor right and and you had mentioned earlier you said that you prefer working like designing when you have a a body to mm-hmm. design for versus where for like Ooh, assassins where you didn't have and um is that because it allows you to these to um to picture how the co- the costume would look on the on the person who would be playing the character definitely i think what always drew me to costuming rather than fashion mm-hmm. is because of the diversity of bodies and that you're conveying a character not necessarily just trying to make the same kind of body look pretty mm-hmm. there's so much more depth to it and so as much reality as I can deal with in that stage and then the designer has something realistic not something drawn on a fashion model Mm. to present and uh, 
to really convey their ideas realistically. And do you, like, when you do have, like, the casting, and you know who's going to play the part for which costume you're illustrating, do you do any kind of research, like, watching, like, video of the actors and how they move to, to kind of inform how you're going to illustrate the costumes and what they're going to look like? Yeah, I love to look at red carpet photos because mm. people are posing then, and so you kind of see how that person stands when they're being looked at, which is sort of how I would draw them. Um, I will often use a different body, especially for male actors, because they have a habit of sticking their hands in their pockets mm. in all of their red carpet Astrology. photos. <laughs> and I, you can't see the cuffs, you can't see the length, you can't see if you're doing an interesting sleeve, you can't see any of that if they've got their hands in their pockets. So often I'll use um, like an artist's model stock photo to give me the body, but I'll try and find somebody physically similar and then I'll try and copy their face mm. as well as I can. Right. And so um, we talked a little bit about Will Assassins. I want to talk about... Um, two other projects that you've worked on recently. Mm -hmm. um, one is Altered Carbon, so season two. And this one is a sci-fi and it's very action oriented. And you, and for, and what, what was your work like on, on Altered Carbon? Altered Carbon was a beast. At one point, I was a breakdown artist. Mm -hmm. um, our key breakdown artist was Sage Lovett, who um, was nominated for Series of Unfortunate Events this mm -hmm. year, won last year for that same show in the previous season. Um, I love her. She's one of my best friends. She's my roommate at this uh, event. Um, I was one of, I think there were five or six of us permanently, and at one point I think we had over 13 uh, people painting those costumes, painting, airbrushing, shredding. They work in so many layers. That was a real beast of a show. It was very, very big. Um, and the level of complexity, it didn't, we weren't allowed to give any less attention to the deep background people than the cast people because of the way Netflix shows are. You never know how high definition they're going to be. So it was working at our highest possible level for hundreds of pieces, wow. thousands of costumes and pieces and background and stunts and stunts and stunts and stunts it was a really big one yeah um that you that you did say because netflix shows are big but alter carbon itself is a has a pretty big cast not only mm -hmm. just main cast but then you have like side characters and then you do have um you have a lot of extras but the way how they the film they're they're shot you can get pretty like close up to like random extras and like anything that looks wrong you'll pick it up instantly like because most people are watching on like hdt on like hdtv and like there is a lot of depth so for you what's the what's the challenge well apart from the time and efforts it takes like what's one of the challenges of working on a show like Altered Carbon I'm really 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 glad I was not in charge of a team because it looks like an organizational nightmare I didn't want to say nightmare yeah. but it's a colossal task when you're organizing not just a big cast but then every one of those casts has a couple of stunt doubles and maybe a specialty stunt double for driving or motorcycle riding it's our office team who coordinated all of that was just phenomenal and huge and so 
so hardworking. And it was a really nice show to be making things on. And I'm really glad I wasn't in charge of anything. <laughs> um, okay, and so for uh, as a breakdown artist for a show that has so much action and is so heavy, like how like how, what is a typical day like for you? Um, we will come in. There will be probably a rack of clothing we didn't finish the night before, and more pieces waiting for us that showed up overnight that we didn't know about. And my key will go and meet with the designer and find out what's coming at us. And the typical process for something on Alter Carbon would be it would come to us, we would sand it with a power sander, shred it with a wire brush, put it through the laundry, let that mess it up some more, dry it, airbrush it to get a layer of dust, and then we'll come in with paint and highlight it or add rust or stains and add things with the brush. So there's that's one piece, and that happened to every single background, every single stunt person, every cast piece, um, not even to mention the dyeing, which I'm not a dyer. Sage Lovett was our primary dyer on this on Alter Carbon, and a lot of the fabric that Cynthia uses is custom dyed mm. to her very specific, and if that's getting stunt doubles, then you're doing dozens and dozens of meters matching the color exactly. <laughs> It, there's so much unseen. I'm just just imagining it. I'm just like, whoo. That's not. It's a big show. Yeah, and so for the other show that we mentioned, um, is Snowpiercer. Yeah. So this one isn't out yet, and it, but it's a very highly anticipated sci-fi, and it's based um, on the sci-fi film from 2016. I want to say. <laughs> That sounds about right. Yeah, it was, no, I think it was even further back. I think it was, I think it was about 2010. Is it? I think it's about 10 years old. I should, I should know this because I was talking about it so much off um, during the Oscar with Bong Juno, and I should know this. But yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think it probably is really 2010, 2011, somewhere like that. But the show's based on the film, and and the thing with you have Alter Carbon is sci-fi and it's futuristic and it's dystopian, and Snowpiercer is the same way, but the costumes are very different. And for you, what, what was your work like on Snowpiercer? I'm not sure what I'm allowed to say because it's not out yet. It's true. It was a lot of parkas. <laughs> and parkas are their own challenge because you can't put them in the washer. Mm. And they are water resistant, which means they're paint resistant. So that was um, more about working in layers mm -hmm. and building it up. But it was still, uh, it was the same designer, Cynthia Summers, who loves her depth and her designs. <laughs> Should we have <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Cynthia Summers, who loves depth. So we were talking about Snowpiercer, and you mentioned the Parkers and how they and how they're challenging to work with because of their their water resistance. Yeah. And so and so, what what kind of solutions that you came up with, and and the team came up with to work with them. Uh, it's the same process of working in layers. We fell really heavily back on airbrushing, mm -hmm. overhand painting things there. And then, of course, the trick is that they come in bright colors as well. So it was just working about in, uh, all about working in layers of laying down things to tone down the color and then build up the grime and dirt and age and snow and all those textures that we had to create. Mm. Can't give away all the secrets. Yeah, you can. <laughs> 
Now, the thing that I know of Snowpiercer, and I'm, I believe this is going to be in the show too, is the in the, the train itself is sectioned off into like economic statuses. Mm-hmm. And you start from the back of the train, which is the grungiest, dirtiest, filthiest <laughs> costumes imaginable. And then gradually growing up, they're becoming more refined, more conservative, more clean, and more futuristic looking, I guess you could mm-hmm. say, from going towards the front. And but I could imagine the grungy ones are like the most work because as you said, you have to do the ripping and the dying and stuff. But for you personally, like even someone who's an who, who works as an illustrator, like what what was what was your favorite thing to like see and to work on? Oh, I don't know if I can talk about specifically what it is, but there's a set of costumes where we um, we worked on them from the ground up. So we actually changed the fabric texture. We did we dyed the fabric, we texturized it. Then it was made into a suit. Then it was airbrushed. Then it was hand painted, um, and props was adding in their pieces. It was a really big collaborative effort. You'll definitely see them they're very cool that sounds super interesting actually. yeah you'll know them when you see them I, yeah because you, you mentioned like props and stuff i'm like hmm, things hanging off Okay. Um, again, so I think this is it. So again, thank you to- so much for talking with me, Shelby. Yeah. And I honestly can't wait to- for everyone to see what you did with Ultra Carbon and also for Rule Assassins. Because like for anyone listening, if you haven't watched Rule Assassins, watch it. Because I really, really liked it. The cast is amazing. And it has great stunts and great costumes. And congrats again on your nomination. And I hope to see- I can't wait to see what else you work on in the future. Because like, you-, you have a pretty big repertoire from what I saw on IMDb. And like you've worked on like some products that I really enjoyed so oh that's amazing to hear thank you yes no thank you so much for talking with me and go have fun